Podcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, TJ Bowser and Jared Bachman Stubbs. you and um so driving into to st vincent it's on st vincent drive or whatever it's called I, i'm pretty sure i saw like a jesus cosplay driving a, a firebird <laughs> and yeah i, I had to share <laughs> I, I needed that thank you so much <laughs> What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Dubac Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is my best friend, the man with a plan, Jared Bachman Stubbs. Hi, why, thank you. Hello there. <laughs> Today is February 26, 2019, and we are two years into the Trump pregnant pre- presidency. And that's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> Also, we are 43 days, 20 hours, and 8 minutes out from Star Wars Celebration Chicago and 297 days, 1 hour, and 8 minutes from Star Wars Episode 9, The Return of Raylo. So, uh, As it was, yeah. Jared Bach. Bendemption time, baby. What did you do this week, buddy? Shoot it in my ear holes right now, please. Right now. I will. It has been, oh my Jesus, there's like a bunch of, what the fuck? Okay, what is happening here on my computer? And I think we're safe, I think. That was scary. Okay, there was like the program file things just like popped up on my computer and then disappeared as soon as they came. That was terrifying. Um, no, I, uh, you know, been working and hitting the gym, stuff like that. Swallow! Swallow all day long, <laughs> baby. And... um. There was a little bit of a snafu with the audio file, so I will again be sitting down with Girls with Sabres at some time this week to uh, re-record our really cool Raylo part two. What? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. about this. What? Yeah. The, the file corrupted. It wouldn't upload to Google Drive, and then the file corrupted on And then the only salvageable version of it was the first 15 seconds, which was in total just me going... All right, and TJ, welcome to a new episode of the Do Bad Discussion <laughs> Podcast. I'm your host, Dubs, and I am joined by a girls with... S- and that was it. Oh, okay. So that was that was lots of fun. Um, <laughs> part of me was like, oh, I might just wait until TJ's available and just have you just like audio master the whole thing and like cut out the middleman. But Yeah. Which might be wise at this point because I'm getting tired of this shit. <laughs> Everything just keep blowing up in my face. I've lost some files. I've lost some very good podcasts. Yeah. Uh the first my Did we almost lose did we almost lose Johnny's episode? Almost. Uh my computer froze <laughs> right when I was we all like it. we all had a heart attack. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, guys, I think I just lost so I'm like, that was two and a half hours, you son of a bitch. This is why I'm going to be investing some money in a new computer, because this laptop is not powerful enough to power Dubac Discussion. Uh, 
Same. Same. The whole thing. So what might happen is this computer might go to Jared, and then I will probably build a new computer, which would be like a supercomputer with like 20 Basically building the bat computer for you to back. (laughs) I could do that too. Make it like a bat computer. Now I plan on uh, taking my curved screens and wrapping them the whole way around my desk. Then, ooh, I like it. Yeah, so they'll all have three twenty-seven inch curved four uh, K screens. It take it take back the bat computer thing. You just look like fucking Tony Stark at that <laughs> Pretty point. Pretty much. <laughs> just have like the microphone set up. I do want to get an overhead mic. Uh, for some reason, I think that would just sound fucking cool. And the people would be like, well, what's that for? <laughs> it would be the aesthetic, mostly. It's the aesthetic that we're going to have a microphone overhead. Uh, eventually, we're going to have a room where it's Jared and I sit down and talk. That's That would be the tits. Preferably on a yeah. two-back uh, couch, uh, holding each other's hands very tightly. Yes. <laughs> Probably naked. Probably naked. Wearing Probably naked. Hoodies. Maybe. Uh. That's for the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the one dollar tier you hear dj belch <laughs> at the five dollar tier you see jared's nipple <laughs> for ten dollars a month you get to see jared in his underwear eat pizza can't eat pizza anymore i'm on the low carb eat cauliflower I mean- crust pizza <laughs> <laughs> Dude, buffalo my the buffalo cauliflower my mom makes me is my favorite fucking thing ever. You just like it? I live I live on buffalo cauliflower and Caesar and chicken Caesar salads. Nothing wrong with that. No, like that's all I eat and I'm perfectly fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we are moving on to our first thing, which is yeah. Yeah, you could talk about this. I'm not well versed in this stuff, but I will talk about the next stuff. Okay, so (laughs) um, there was a little bit of a snafu with Rotten Tomatoes this past week. Um, You know, getting a little bit of crossover here between Dubak Discussion and Hall of Heroes. Um, They the preliminary first screenings and reactions to Captain Marvel uh, came out last week. They were overwhelmingly positive. Um, the only reviews that weren't glowing were basically saying it's still good, just not incredible. Um, aside from that, the general consensus is that Captain Marvel is going to be up there with your Avengers, Iron Man, Black Panther, like it, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Like it's going to be one of the better uh, in the higher tier of the MCU movies. Um, however, you have a lot of um, incel alt right nerd internet that got really pissy about um, Captain Marvel being reviewed well and the fact that Brie Larson is an outspoken feminist uh, and just have wanted this movie to fail from the giddy up. Um, There you have people who, when the trailer came out, they kept complaining that she doesn't smile enough, which, you know, I don't care where you fall politically if your number one complaint is she doesn't smile enough, but you've never said that about like Captain America or Thor, but all of a sudden like, Oh, she's, she, she needs to smile more. That is so incredibly sexist. Like, <laughs> like I don't understand how you cannot 
like you, know, you can say that and say, I'm not a sexist. I just think she needs to smile more. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Um, regardless, a lot of those people took to uh, Rotten Tomatoes and started bombing Captain Marvel with a bunch of awful, awful, awful reviews to basically warp its score. Um, the audience score, that is. The, the movie's not even fucking out yet. No, it's not. And these are people who haven't seen it. This, you know, there's like a handful of critics who go to a screening and loved it. Wait, they did this to episode nine also. And that's, yeah, and that's where okay. this ties into Dubeck is that while they were at it, they were like, hey, why don't we just go and start giving terrible early reviews to episode nine? Because we can. Um, so again, same group of people conspicuously who don't like <laughs> the last Jedi also don't like Captain Marvel. Surprise, oh, and I just want to let you know that the word huge is actually a word. What, like the Y-U-G-E yes. version? Yes, it means extremely large or enormous. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Um, <laughs> this will tie into our next one. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'm sitting here like looking at that, that audio clip, and uh, it has the dictionary <sighs> thing, and, it's, and it comes up, and it says extremely large or enormous. I'm just sitting that's, like, listening that's to it. Like, that's wonderful. That's fucking wonderful. <laughs> So not um, only does it annoy you, it's politically correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least in the dictionary. But we uh but yeah, they were bombing episode nine with these like awful, awful reviews. A huge despite number the of fact people. that it is ten months away. Um and no one's seen it. No one's even seen a frame of this goddamn movie yet. Do I play the SJW uh song? It's not even worth it. It's not like <laughs> like this is like I don't understand how anybody who's like Oh, I'm a rational person. This movie's objectively bad. Can like honestly say that like that like this is the right course of action. Well, I it's don't the Mike it. Zero and the Geeks of Gamers out there that uh cause this type of thinking. Uh people go on YouTube, they look up Star Wars, and it's, for some reason the algorithm leads them there and not to the proper places, and then they get this shit in their head because YouTube is flooded with this nonsensical Star Wars shit. Because outrage is All more right stimulating. It's outrage is more stimulating. Like, and that's why it upsets me that like not enough people are tuned in to your Star Wars Explained. I'm coming for your fucking belt. Um, <laughs> Steel Wars, you know, fucking Johnny. <laughs> Quit making me laugh at my own Don't jokes. say mahalo to me unless you have a face tattoo. Uh, what? <laughs> the wings. I've had that the echoing the in wings. my head since you said it earlier. I've been able to get out of my head. Do back episode what? 48, Return of the Wheeze. Yeah. Oh my god. No, this is 49. Sorry. Jesus Christ. But anyway. Um, but yeah, so there are all these assholes who are like bombarding, uh, Rotten Tomatoes to try to tank Captain Marvel and, uh, episode nine's Rotten Tomatoes audience scores. And from what I understand, Rotten Tomatoes is either fixing or has already fixed the way the site operates so that now 
this kind of thing can't happen, and they fixed the audience score so that it doesn't reflect these shittards who also are now upset that they like quote unquote censored them by removing their yeah. bullshit reviews, even though again the movie doesn't come out for another week. Tune into the Hall of Heroes podcast whenever it does come out, because Spencer and I will review it. Um but yeah, it's I, I don't I don't get this. I don't understand this mindset. I don't understand trying to manipulate the narrative this badly. It 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 just befuddles me and it is so incredibly embarrassing for all of the people involved. You're telling me, especially for their party. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> you have my condolences for being stuck with these fuckers. Say it like the Godfather would say. Oh, Jesus. Do it, do it, come what on. What did you tag me on? What did you... What the fuck did you tag me on the croc meme? <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate the thought, but why? <laughs> did you see what it says? Yes! It's him, Defensor Attack Mode. Well, how do you wear them? Uh, I'm normally a pretty aggressive player, but I feel like defense is more comfortable. <laughs> okay. I feel you. Uh, yeah so uh all this needs to stop all this hate for movies that haven't even come out yet uh you could stop pushing your alt-right agenda onto youtube and that that's all that we need to say about it uh yep but it it needed brought up so that people know this is a thing it is a huge deal huge uh stop it stop so now we're gonna talk about some battlefront news I'll tell you lots what. of battlefront news. I'll tell you what, because <laughs> there's been three community transmit transmissions in the time between our last episode. Huge, 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 huge. That is huge. Got a huge, a huge, huge. I have a huge company. Huge, huge, a huge, huge, a huge, huge. I'm always ready. It's not just big. It's huge. <laughs> A huge Battlefront update. Huge. Uh, <laughs> thank you for letting me do that. My brain is oozing out of my fucking eager holes. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Alright. Chad's probably appreciating this more than I Yeah, Chad's laughing his ass off. <laughs> he's gonna get work right now, just fucking howling. Yeah. Uh Royal Fall yeah, he, probably he's howling. He, he's laughing at he's laughing at the audio clip, but Chad definitely knows what my fucking face looks like listening oh, to for it. Sure. Like he knows part of me's dying. <laughs> Also, we'd like to apologize to Rural Farm Boy for not asking for emails. <laughs> we apologize. We'll make it up to you. But anyway, uh Okay. Can I read can I read the yes, Anakin kit? Do the Anakin kit. Okay. You can you can honestly have the rest of the battlefront stuff if you want. I just want to talk about it. Okay. Alright. Incoming transmission. So this is going to be the breakdown of Anakin Skywalker's abilities and you are wise, you are strong and wise, Anakin, and I am very proud of you. I have trained you since you were a small boy. I have taught you everything I know, and you have become a far greater Jedi than I could ever hope to be. Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi to Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker, Revenge of the Sith. Few truly knew Anakin Skywalker, though many spoke of him in his countless feats during the Clone Wars. Hero of the Republic, and one of the most valiant Jedi Knights on any battlefront. 
Anakin's story is one of tragedy and longing, but also one of love. And oh, well, I mean, oh, Jesus Christ, TJ, why would you say that? Uh, yeah, you're cutting out, bud. All right, I'll, I'll take that from the top then. <laughs> Few truly knew who Anakin Skywalker and you're was. gone. And you're gone. What? Again. You just cut out after truly. What? what the hell? Oh. Uh, we're going to have to pause for uh, technical problems. Sorry, farm boy. All right, guys, and we're back because technical difficulties uh, follow us around like a goddamn shadow. Ah, get away! Ah, give me the lightsaber, Jared! Get away from me, technical difficulties! Continue. I wish I had a saber close enough to me that I could have ignited. <laughs> My Kylo saber is too far across the room. Use the force. Otherwise, I would have been able to just loop. reach over and just... Use the force. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Few truly knew Anakin Skywalker, though many spoke of him and his countless feats during the Clone War. Hero of the Republic and one of the most valiant Jedi Knights on any battlefront, Anakin's story is one of tragedy and longing, but also one of hope and love. His power and skill were virtually unmatched, (laughs) though his overconfidence and anger could get the better of him. Even still, when innocent people were in danger, he would never hesitate to put his life on the line to save them. When his friends needed his help, he wouldn't abandon them. With the arrival of the Chosen One comes one of the strongest light side heroes in Battlefront 2. Anakin's ability to unleash a barrage of fast, devastating attacks is unlike any other Jedi and set him on another level. While his offense is practically unmatched, his defensive capabilities aren't up to the same caliber. Anakin won't be able to sustain to, won't be able to sustain his blocking for as long as some of the other light side heroes against lightsaber strikes, but he is very adept at deflecting blaster bolts. His lightsaber deals his lightsaber attacks deal 140 base damage plus an additional 40 from behind. Additionally, get ready for this. Anakin has a base health pool of 850 <laughs> HP. Look like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he almost has as much as this fucking Vader, and a base regen pool of three hundred and fifty HP. Okay, what did you just say? He almost has as much health as Vader, which in theory makes sense. But he's also <laughs> in a suit of fucking armor, getting doped up on painkillers the whole time. So it makes sense for Vader to have that much health. I'm aware of the fact that it's the same person. Okay, just reminding you. Because you said like, like it was something weird, like oh, it's too close to Vader. Like it is Vader. Like, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but again, the suit of armor versus like I... quick to anger at times. Anakin's passionate strike is an overwhelming vertical slash that he's used in many fights during the Clone Wars to break through his enemy's guard, just as he did against Count Dooku before. There's also a rumor that he is him. not as powerful on sand planets. Yeah. <laughs> even the strongest Sith Lords will even the strongest Sith Lords block will be rendered useless against this heavy attack. So timing is, is timing it is t- 
timing it well is key there you go. to taking down opponents <laughs> as it will deal full damage against a blocking enemy. This ability deals base damage of 180 to heroes and 250 to non-heroes. So it's a guaranteed kill on all infantry. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that would even kill a fucking heavy. Yeah. Yep. Anakin yep. isn't limited only to his prowess with a lightsaber. Tapping into his incredible powers with force, Anakin can unleash a powerful force blast all around him, similar to what he did against the son and daughter while his friends were being held against their will on Mortis. While his while using his heroic might ability, Anakin steals himself in place and focuses on concentrating the force within him, charging the ability while taking damage reduction of 90%. During this time, the radius for this ability will increase. However, the radius will also increase passively as Anakin funnels the damage he would otherwise take while charging the ability. With the ever-increasing blast zone, the damage ability the damage the ability deals will also increase exponentially up to a maximum of 400 damage and a minimum of 100 minimum. to heroes or 130 to non-heroes. The radius increases by one meter for every 50 damage Anakin takes before damage reduction is taken into account. When he's ready, Anakin will thrust both hands out and release his power, hitting all enemies around him. Jesus Christ! We need animatics of this now! (laughs) However, (laughs) should you wish to bring the enemy to you rather than launch them away, pull dominance allows Anakin to reach out and heave his enemies toward him, similarly similarly to how he did against Baroness Elfie when she betrayed the Jedi Order. Any foes caught in this attack will be ripped into the air and dropped down in front of him in the range in, in the range and at the mercy of his powerful lightsaber strikes. This ability does a base damage of 70 to heroes and 100 to non-heroes. Some might say Anakin's strength was also his greatest weakness, as it was was too often went hand-in-hand with his rage. Unlike many other heroes, Anakin has a fourth ability, one which is darker in nature than his others. Oh, God. (laughs) As Anakin and his allies take damage, and as he inflicts damage to his foes, His raw power will build alongside his fury. Once this ability is fully charged, Anakin will be able to unleash his retribution onto any enemy unlucky enough to be in range. Anakin will be... Hold on. Anakin will be punished... Anakin will punish his enemies with a force choke similar to Darth Vader's, except this one like heroic might, has a 360-degree area of effect and will affect all enemies in its all enemies in its area of effect. Jesus Christ, it's going to God among men. Upon use, the charge resets and can be built up once again. This ability does 100 damage over time to heroes and 150 damage to non-heroes. As his anger flows through him, Anakin takes 90% damage reduction during this ability's duration as well. I'm done. I'm so, so done. 
real quick before we get into any star cards and voice lines. I understand the thought process that you make the chosen one God incredibly powerful. However, Anakin was never this fucking powerful. Like, yes, like he was very, very strong telekinesis. He's an excellent swordsman, but there is a huge difference between power and skill. Anakin was incredibly powerful and like moderate skill and they made up for each other, which was what made him so dangerous on the battlefield. Like Anakin should have Luke's abilities. Like that, that, that that's the normal power. Like that is what Anakin's power level should be. Don't this act like, like you don't love all this shit. Oh my God. I do. Don't get me wrong, but like in universe, like this, this makes no fucking sense. Like this is absurd for Anakin. Like this is a this is what Anakin would have been like if he hadn't turned to the dark side and wasn't fried extra crispy and lost his remaining limbs. Like this is that. Like what if Anakin reached his true potential? This is the true potential of the chosen one, but we've never seen this because it's absurdly powerful. And this is going to break the fucking game. Like every, every heroes versus villains match is just going to depend on if somebody's going to be the asshole who plays as Anakin. Moving on. He has all the same star cards as, you know, the health increase and health recovery and, you know, stuff for each of his abilities, whatever his voice lines, however, are a hoot. This is Skywalker on site and ready to assist. You underestimate my power. Surrender. I won't tell you again. This is to Dooku. You're going to pay for all the Jedi that you killed, Dooku. To Grievous. What's the matter? Someone forgot to charge your battery. <laughs> like that. To Vader. I will not give in to you. Ever. Obi-Wan and Anakin. Why do I get the feeling you're going to be the death of me? Don't say that, Master. Grievous and Anakin. I expected someone with your reputation to be a little older. <laughs> Anakin. General Grievous, you're shorter than I expected. Dooku, brave of you, boy, but I would have thought you had learned your lesson. Anakin, I am a slow learner. And the best voice line in the entire game. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough, and irritating. Yeah! And it gets everywhere. They are actually putting it in the fucking game. So if you play something like on Tatooine or Jakku... Yeah. <laughs> Will he say it in Jabba's palace? I hope. I hope he says it everywhere. I hope he says it on Kashyyyk, on the beach. I hope every time he is on... I don't care, I don't care if he's on the Death Star. Say it. Yeah. This is where you have to like dig up the audio from like well my second or third episode on Doomback. I don't like saying Darth Vader said that. <laughs> uh, his emotes are fun. This is where the fun begins. Diplomatic. You call this a diplomatic situation? It's a solution. diplomatic solution. Obi Wan. Obi Wan's gonna kill me. And wise Jedi. Obi Wan's gonna kill said, me. Yeah. <laughs> a wise Jedi once said, "Nothing happens by accident." Um, 
And he will come to the game with two different appearances, uh, very similar to what happened with Obi-Wan. His, like, just normal Jedi tunic will be his default. And his Jedi robes, hopefully the hood is up, um, will be his second appearance. And I'm fairly certain that we can expect um, next month's update to come with the uh, Clone Wars costume. I want Anakin with yellow eyes. They won't, but that's just Vader. I don't think they'll do it just because he's on the light side for this game. You're right. All right. Well, now to the other two Battlefront updates, which you can feel free to read. Which I'm actually They're excited not for. Batshit insane. The there's just the clone troopers, and then the one about the update next week are the other two. Yep. So, uh, second community transmission is clone troopers, which I love. Okay. The topic of Clone Trooper Armor is one that we've seen a lot of the feedback across the last few months. And back in December last year, we mentioned that we were making some changes to the Clone Trooper appearance system. We've heard a lot of authenticity when it comes to the Clone Troopers and how they look. And this is why we've been working closely with our friends at Lucasfilm to ensure that each Legion is, re- Legion is representative of how they would look like. Expect them to look. One of the key goals to what we outlined below is to bring you a more variety and choice to your Clone Trooper experience while retaining the authenticity. So some default appearances as part of the update, Clone Troopers will have a new default appearance. Frequently requested shinies will now become the default look for all Clone Troopers. For all these want for all those wanting us to uh, previous planet specific default appearances, you will be able to do so as they will now be free unlocks. Okay? So So we have shinies and we get like the Naboo clones, the Kashyyyk yes. clones. And um, and I, I'll go into that later. Uh, there's a list. So the, oh, yeah. So the 101st Phase 1 clones look fucking dope. And they also show the armored variant of the officer, which we'll all get into, uh, who has the little, uh, Boba Fett antenna. And, oh, yeah. Uh, other than that, it's pretty much the same as the assault. Uh, yeah, there's nothing. The heavy has the visor. Uh, again, the same as the others. And then the specialist has the rangefinder. And then another of the changes will be implemented for the update revolves around the different phases of clone troopers. This is important, people. We will be separating both the phase one and phase two troopers and allowing you to use them as individual appearances as you desire. What this means is that we should prefer the phase one version of a specific legion. You will now be able to use that regardless of the planet you're playing on. Trooper variety. Under the new system, troopers will visually will be visually different from one another, but all the time retaining the overall theme of the specific legion. What this means is a heavy will have different markings to a specialist in assault officer, you know, but you will still be able to tell which legion they belong to. Here's a picture of the phase 204th. So we got the assault, pretty basic. Then we got the heavy has the different markings on the legs, on the upper arms, and on the forearms, the mm-hmm. helmet, and then the visor. And then the officer has the markings on the shins and on the forearms, and then has the, uh, the antenna again. And then the specialist has different markings on the legs, and then it's completely bare, no color in the belt, and then it just has the rangefinder. So going on, it says armored officers. One of the more prominent bits of feedback we've received revolves around clone trooper officers. This is important, people. Under the current trooper system, officers only have the naval uniform appearance as an option. Some can argue that's valid. 
Once the new system rolls out in February update, clone trooper officers will be able to equip armor the same way as specialists, assault, and heavy troopers. The naval uniform is not going away, though. Thank you. It will remain as a free unlock for anyone wishing to use it. Here are the list of the legions below. The changes will be made. Means that the number of potential clone trooper legions be available to, cho to choose will increase. So, Shinies, 501st, 327th, 91st, 104th, 212th, Coruscant, 41st, 181st, 41st, 87th, and the Navy Officer. Now, they will be implementing an exchange crate system with these changes. We'll be implementing a system that will... Why is my voice so low? Uh, <laughs> where was I? <laughs> with these changes, we will be implementing a system that will change the old appearances for the Phase 2 versions of the new appearances. As pro part of the process, we'll be removing the currently existing appearances from the game what this means is that anyone that currently owns either or multiple of the 101st 212 41st 327th or 91st that will be me appearances will receive an updated version via in-game crate simply head to the crate menu once the update is live and you'll find your new appearances waiting for you we got 501st phase one here people looks fucking excellent appearance cost with the inclusion of officers getting armor appearances the legion bundles will now cost 60 thousand credits or 1500 crystals people this is a deal legion bundles will contain all the phase two appearances for a legion for a specific legion phase two clone troopers appearances will be classified as rare and will cost 20,000 credits each or 500 crystals the phase one variants will be common and are priced at 5,000 each or 150 crystals when the update arrives on november 27th that's tomorrow people we will be granted everyone the legion crate this crate is intended to grant new players a starter kit of clone driver appearances along with some credits. 41st Ranger Platoon, Phase 1 and 2. All Phase 4 appearances for 41st, 91st, 104th, 212th, and 327th Legion, 60,000 credits. So, we all get this? Yeah. The Legion crate will be available from front. Okay. That excites me very much because that's going to pay for Anakin and for. <laughs> <laughs> Coruscant Guard. I have, enough, I have enough credits to buy all of the 501. That's all I need. Yeah. This division of elite troopers was designed to protect the capital of the Galactic Republic and are identified by the red markings across their armor. Uh, you see these guys during the the raid on uh, the Jedi Temple, and you also see them grab Anakin at the end, right? Uh, they weren't at the Jedi Temple, but they were. They weren't? They, no, they were with Palpatine whenever they picked up Anakin. You're right. Um, you also see Commander Fox in the Clone Wars movie Padme from Zero the Hut. Okay. They can be found patrolling the streets, of course, not while also the responsibility of protecting buildings of high importance. That's right. The 501st was at the Jedi Temple. As the war progressed, the Coruscant Guard would go on to find themselves serving as bodyguards for members of the Galactic Senate and even Supreme Chancellor himself. <clears throat> While a lot of their duties to see them assigned to the Coruscant, they went off world often accompanying the Jedi. One such mission saw them accompanying Jedi Master Yoda to the coral moon of Rogosa, right? Yep. For a secret meeting with the king of Toydaria. Toydaria! The small <laughs> small force found themselves... Nine drinks don't work on me, only. Uh, I guess I think that's two weeks in a row. I've had an excuse to impersonate Watto. <laughs> the small force found themselves <laughs> up against the Saz Ventress apprentice to Kaldugul 
and some of the best battle droids. Through the leadership and guidance of Yoda, the Coruscant guards were able to make their way towards the negotiation site, successful in their mission, but Asajj did escape. So we got phase two uh, clones uh, for 501st, and look at that fucking heavy, Jared. Oh, I know. The fucking knapsack? I love his knapsack. <laughs> I love them all. I love I the officer. He looks like Rex. Yeah. Are you putting that one pistol on and just using that one? I might. There's. <laughs> oh man, I just love how the five of looks. It it just looks so perfect, and it makes my heart happy. I wonder what the default base weapon would be for this. What was that? What's the default base weapon for an officer? Like the pistol. Rex's pistol. Yeah, the DC fifteen. Nice. So, 501st Battalion, perhaps the most well-known clone legion, the 501st Battalion, led by Jedi General Anakin Skywalker and Captain CT-76567, more commonly known as Captain Rex, fought across many of the biggest and most important battles of the Clone Wars, though they have the same hearts and the same gold, same blood as all their brothers, their minds were sharpened by the diverse battlefronts they fought across. Uh... However, their Jedi General Anakin Skywalker was also a source of their creativity and skill, being forced to follow along the Maverick Warriors. The 501st learned to adapt thinking outside of the training and to do whatever it took to secure victory, though never at the cost of innocent people. It was with pairing Anakin's untraditional tactics that Rex by the book strategies that they were able to grow into one of the greatest clone legions in the Grand Army of the Republic had to offer. We can't wait to see the new clone trooper deploying on the battlefront alongside the 501st and the Coruscant Guard. All of the b- above will be available once the Chosen One update releases later this month on the 27th. We'll be back shortly with all the details on Mannequin Skywalker. We already went over it. Uh, yeah. So, there's one more? There is one more, and this is going to be all... This is going to be like the rest of the stuff that's already in the game that they're going to be uh, taking care of. Um... Yeah, this is basically overviewing what's going to be added. And, okay, here's the first one. The emote wheel you're going to be adding. Emotes have always been a fun addition to the game, and we've seen how much you all enjoy Hello There. Fun aside, they can be a useful social mechanic in order to quickly communicate with you and your nearby, with your squad and your nearby players. The inclusion of a new emote wheel with the ability to contain up to eight emotes will allow you to better communicate with your team. Stuns. This is important. This is going to change the stun meta in Heroes vs. Villains, finally. One piece of feedback we've been reading is in relation to the stuns that can be applied during combat. We agree that some of these stuns are too long and have made some adjustments accordingly. Starting with Emperor Palpatine, we will be lowering the stun duration of his lightning from 1.6 seconds to 1 second. Phasma's turret will have its stun duration lowered from 1 second to 0.8 seconds, and Lando's stun stun grenade will have its effect reduced from 1.4 seconds to 1 second. In addition to this, we will be implementing a stun immunity to all hero abilities for 3.5 seconds, specifically when stunned by either Phasma Iden Versio, Chewbacca, Palpatine, or Lando. When this, what this means is that you should be stunned by one or th- one of the listed above. You will not be able to be stunned again for three to five seconds, three point five seconds. 
So no more just getting inundated with stuns and getting destroyed because you can't move. Um, quality of life. There's something about... Okay, yeah. So they have hero and class changes. Um, they implemented changes to the stun lock for different heroes. We read that. Uh, it's all the stun stuff. Ooh, this is another cool one. Inspired by Attack of the Clones. If Yoda uses Unleash right after absorbing Count Dooku's lightning stun, Yoda will be able to project the lightning back at enemies. So just like in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, he'll like absorb it using two to menace and then send the lightning right back. That's pretty fucking dope. That's really cool. Um, they fixed an issue where lightsaber users would not damage from the enemy's first lightsaber attack while regenerating health. Uh, fixed an animation issue where heroes would occasionally get stuck in map geometry when performing their dash movement. <laughs> I love that we still have issues like this. Fixed an issue where the stamina bar would occasionally be wrongly displayed due to server latency. Stamina bar no longer shows up or gets drained when the player has not managed to block in time. Lightsaber heroes can now damage enemy turrets. Fix an issue that would allow uh, players to spawn with both heroes and vehicles in a map. I fixed an issue where heroes would still deflect blaster shots during their defeat animation if they were defeated while deflecting. Now, we get into the character-specific updates and changes, including my homeboy, Kylo Ren. We have increased Kylo's base lightsaber damage from 100 to 125. They increased Kylo's base lightsaber extra damage when attacking from behind from 20 to 40. So, in theory, if you sneak up on somebody, you can get 165 damage per swing. Uh, increased Kylo's base frenzy damage on heroes from 80 to 125. Increased his base frenzy damage on troopers from 80 to 150. And decreased bloodlust extra damage on frenzy from 10, 20, 30, 40, 10, 20, 30, 40 to 5, 10, 15, 20. They fixed an issue where reactivation of the frenzy ability would be blocked for a short time if it was activated with no target. The ability successfully remains on the same target until they are defeated. And it swaps to a new target upon original target's defeat. They fixed an issue where Kylo Ren's first hit with Frenzy would not stagger targets, making it look like the attack had missed. Fixing it, they fixed an issue where the Frenzy ability could not be activated mid-air, or could be activated mid-air. And they fixed a visual issue where during the duration of Kylo Ren's freeze ability, uh, it would not be synchronized with the grayed-out screen effect from the affected user. Uh, for Ray, they fixed an issue where my trick ability would be where they would be able to sprint backwards if you mind trick somebody, which I'm really angry. I never saw that happen. That sounds fucking hilarious. Um, Obi-Wan will receive an 80% damage reduction while uh, holding out the holding out his hand for all-out push because the animation is super long. Uh, they fixed an issue where Obi-Wan's all-out push would occasionally be re-triggered by the player. Uh, they fixed an issue where the lightsaber audio would play while the lightsaber is turned off during strongest defense emote and they updated the voiceover for Obi-Wan, the original voice actor for the movie. 
I want to hear German Obi Wan. TJ, are you there? I am. I'm just listening to you. Oh, okay. You got really, really, really quiet. It's okay. Uh, I sent you a Snapchat. I, oh, you did. You got quiet. I couldn't tell if you were listening or if I just had lost listening you. To you going over all these things. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Don't be afraid. I feel it too. Jesus, send me all these messages. It's my throne room sitting there. Ooh, I want to see that. Yeah, my throne, my Snoke throne room, like my Snoke throne, will snap into my Kylo Ren premium figure base, and then it becomes the actual throne room, and then I can lay like Kylo on it and have like him and Ray cuddling on the throne and shit. <laughs> I love you. Um, for Grievous. They fix an issue where he would get pulled further than normal when affected by force abilities. I've noticed that Grievous flies like a ragdoll when you force push him, and it is really funny. Um, they fixed an issue where the stamina bar for lightsaber heroes would not deplete when blocking Grievous's unrelenting advance ability. Oops. And they added an eye animation to Grievous. Great. Han Solo, they fix an issue where the defeat card icon would not display properly if the player was defeated by Han Solo's charge ability, shoulder charge. Um, Count Dooku, they improve the way Dooku's attacks connect with the enemy to allow for smooth movement and close-range combat. Made visual improvements to the exposed weakness reticle so that it is more visibly related to the ability icon. They improve various visual clipping issues uh, visible in Dooku's victory poses, which they needed. Dooku. His cape would get all fucky. Um, they fixed an issue where Dooku's cape would float excessively while standing over Han Solo's detonate <laughs> charge. Or Lando's, cal- Lando's disabler. I never saw that. I'm, angry. <laughs> I'm sure there's um, videos. Yeah. They fixed an issue where Count Dooku's voiceover would flap with They're cutting out, and big they- boy. They fixed an issue where Dooku's voiceover and they fixed several issues where several audio lines by Dooku would not trigger in multiplayer. Uh, Vader, they made improvements towards issues with camera shaking when a player was being choked by Vader. The camera the camera of the target player being forced to look at Darth Vader when being choked was removed. Uh, they fixed an issue with Maul where he's unable to cast any ability except chokehold when being pushed while using the spin attack ability. Um, oh my god. Okay, the, the rest of these are just like really tough for Galactic Assault maps. However, I saw this not too long ago and I recorded it on my Xbox and I pissed my pants. What? TJ, tell me if this has happened to you before. On Crate, they fixed an issue where the ATM sixes would just randomly sink into the ground and vanish. What? Yeah. What the it's actual fucking fuck? hilarious. Oh my. The rest of these are just like little tiny changes they've made to maps so that they look right. Yeah. What but the fuck? yeah, the eight, I will send you the video later. It is so funny. Like I was just like walking around. I was playing on crate and all I just see is like the, ATM sixes start to like slowly move down. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> and then gone. It just vanished into hell. Like I don't think. <laughs> and then everybody just started randomly leaving the lobby. It was hilarious. 
But yeah, that is the huge uh, Battlefront update. Huge, huge, uh, huge, 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 huge. But yeah, lots going on with Battlefront this week. I'm super excited to play as Anakin. Um, despite the fact that he's going to break the game and they need to fix every other hero to be on level as him, even though Vader and Yoda would all be far more powerful than Anakin. Um, yeah. This is absurd, but I'm going to enjoy it. Okay, moving on to more news. J.J. Uh, Abrams on The Last Jedi fan response affecting Episode 9. With Star Wars Episode 9 now moving on to post-production, filmmaker J.J. Abrams has revealed whether or not the fan response to the preceding film, The Last Jedi, affected the production of the upcoming sequel. While attending a red carpet event, Abrams, who directed and co-wrote Episode 9, was asked if, if his latest film was informed at all <laughs> on the mixed response to Ryan Johnson's film. Sorry. Star Wars Episode 9, oh, that's just a, another link, but... uh. This was his response. No, I think that every film is his own movie. And obviously, this is a trilogy, observed Abrams in an interview with Entertainment Tonight. We brought the... We, we brought to episode nine all the passion and the hard work that we would have we, that we would have no matter what. So I think the story speaks for itself. I really can't wait for you to see it. Principal photography of the upcoming Star Wars film officially wrapped last week, including seven months of filming, while Lucasfilm has remained tight-lipped about the movie. There were reports last year that the sequel would be a course correction for the franchise after the divided response to The Last Jedi and Solo, a Star Wars story. This sounds a little biased because you just used the word course correction. Uh, well, they were saying there was, they, they were saying that like reports that it was, not that it is, but just saying that like that reports were referring to it as such. And, you know, it's one of those like once, you, once somebody uses a term, like you just repeat what they said, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, kind I, of already I didn't in the conversation. think anything about this. Like, I, I didn't think, like, I, I feel like J.J. already had, like, a vision. Like, he knew that he was doing nine, and he was just like, well, I know what I got to do. I know this story because he helped write. He worked with Ryan Johnson to write the script for eight. That way yeah, it would make Ryan sense for nine. Yeah. That way it would make sense for nine. So why the fuck? Because the moment Colin Trevorrow got thrown off this mess, thank God he did. JJ started work on nine. So there is nothing. So there's, this is all fluid. This was all the way it was always supposed to be. Yes. Ryan Johnson had a big influence on what happened on eight, but JJ was involved too. And I just don't understand where all the fucking confusions got. Like it literally says, and he said that he's helped and worked with JJ on the script for eight. Yeah. Ryan Johnson had the script for the force awakens in hand. Like he knew. That's why the whole thing with the dice is so important. Yes, because he because that script was written before he knew that they deleted that scene from the Force Awakens where Han is playing with his dice. That like that's what like he wanted to tie them together with that. Um, and there's always been a clear line as to where this is all supposed to go because I think it was like a month or so ago Adam Driver was about how like he's. Like he from the jump knew what Kylo Ren's story was going to be. Oh yeah, for sure. This has all been pre-planned, and I'm I'm gonna guess Episode Nine's fate was done not shortly after we got the announcement that he was working on it. Yeah, like I, I do I do think that they have like a general what the plan is. Yeah. I don't think that they have everything as like locked down as they did with the prequels, perhaps. Like, I think that this is very much more akin to the way George did the original trilogy, where, like, it's kind of moving and flowing and changing, but has, like, roughly, like, there's a roughly concrete point A to point B to point C, but the 
smaller details are what's being filled in as they go. Um, and obviously you have to accommodate, you know, Carrie's passing and all of that stuff. And that's all taken care of. I think like, I think I, I'm just trusting yeah. episode nine. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on it. And I think Same. three or four times that we go see it in the theaters will uh, really help. <laughs> cool. No lie, I saw The Last Jedi eight times in theaters. I saw three. Jesus Christ, you're a fucking madman. <laughs> I saw that movie. I'm not kidding. Like I saw. Um, <laughs> there was one that I the the shit hit the fan with like me and some of my. Um, well, uh, an old friend of mine, old as in former, not old as in long time. And like, I was just like really upset. And I texted Alexis. I'm like, meet me at the fucking movie theater. I like, we're seeing last Jedi again. If I have a bad mood, we're going to see last Jedi together tonight. Oh my. It was like, it was the eighth time. And then I saw it. The last time I saw it in theaters was when I took Kira to see it as like a little Valentine's date. Cause it was still in theaters in February. <laughs> And that was the last time I saw it. But I saw it eight times in theaters, and I'm probably going to see it episode nine just as many, if not more times. Absolutely. Uh, so anything else more to say on the episode nine thing? Or are we just going to talk about these show rumors from Newsnet? Uh, yeah, we can dive into the um, Star Wars Newsnet story because we kind of touched on it last week, mostly because that story broke while we were recording and yeah. we wanted to see how other outlets reacted to it before we, pardon me. Oh my goodness. That was a Thank fucking yawn and oh. a half, buddy. I'll tell you what. What? That was a yawn and a half. Yeah. That was like big part of my soul escaped my body. Um, but yeah, we wanted to see just what happened with this story before we started reporting on it. So yeah, let's dive into the Obi-Wan. TV yeah, show rumors. Absolutely. Uh, what do we got here? Yeah, you read this one off since I had to read the last one. Oh, okay. So, Star Wars News Net, not the. <laughs> um, you cut out again. Do we need to pause for technical difficulties again? No, I don't think so. Um, so, uh, Star Wars News Net is reporting that an Obi Wan Kenobi series is in development for Disney Plus. So, Star Wars Newsnet reports, perhaps the most talked about and rumor-fueled wishlist item among Star Wars fans and media has been an Obi-Wan Kenobi standalone project. Well, it sounds like that may that wish may have finally come true, but not how we envisioned it. We were told that an Obi-Wan Kenobi limited TV series is happening is that, and is the next top priority for Disney Plus streaming, and it will, could be as many as six episodes. The Kenobi project was initially supposed to be a film, as we had reported several times over the last few years, but everything changed after the disappointing box office performance of Solo, a Star Wars story. We were told that the Kenobi film was actually supposed to start production shortly after Solo premiered, and that everything changed. This certainly puts more clarity on the famous Bob Iger rethinking our approach statement from last year. This also explains why Ewan McGregor was at the Solo as they may have expected an announcement for a Kenobi film to come soon thereafter. His stock replies to interview questions aside, McGregor has always been on board with returning as Kenobi since day one. I'll be the first to admit, I never would, play, would, have, play, would have imagined a Kenobi project being a TV series, 
as I find it hard enough to fill a two-hour movie with the old hermit. Uh, I have no doubt that they will be able to give Kenobi the stage and treatment he deserves, as this could potentially be one of the first Star Wars projects since Force Awakens that all fans can unite around, especially after hearing the script is great. There is no confirmation on whether or not an announcement of the series is imminent or that it will be announced at Star Wars Celebration, though if it is in good standing, that will make sense. And although there are, there are many TV series rumors out there right now, we are told this one is happening and will go into production. We can get into the speculation on what it will be about or who, who will be in it, or who may be returning later. As always, we will update you as we learn more about the project, but it is a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Thanks for reading. You're fucking right. So. Potential storylines. Shoot. Potential storylines. Um, so I'm going to steal a little bit here. I have, I have two. I have two ideas as for what this show could be. My want, and I know this is very unlikely, is I want them to adapt to TV, Old Man Logan style, um, the story where Obi-Wan Desert and Asherad Het, who was a Tusken Raider Jedi, post-Order 66, returns to Tatooine and leads his former Tusken tribe in basically a war against the people of Tatooine. He starts destroying entire towns and villages and stuff, and they're making their way closer to Masaisley, pardon me, and closer to Luke. Obi-Wan goes out there, intercepts Asherod, and um, tells him to stand down, that this is the Jedi way, and that he's lost himself. And Obi-Wan and Asherad throw down, and Obi-Wan takes Asherad's arm off. Oh my which, god. Yeah, he cuts his arm off. Is this and canon or Legends? This is Legends. Okay, continue. Um, that's what I was saying. I want them to adapt it and make it canon. Um, and Obi-Wan cuts his arm off, and Asherad's head is like, I can't gaffy thicken, or why don't you just kill me? And Obi-Wan's like, no, he's like, you were a good Jedi and a good man, and I hope that you're able to find yourself again. Which he doesn't, because Asherod Het then goes on to become Darth Krayt a couple thousand years later. Um, because convoluted Star Wars stuff. Uh, I think you could take that idea, and like they were saying, like a six to eight episode run, and stretch that over, you know, Obi-Wan hearing about the damage, we get to see what Asherod is up to as well. Um, lots of flashbacks, lots of force ghosting with Qui-Gon, um, Obi-Wan being hesitant to get back in the fight, and then deciding he's going to and uh, throwing down with the Tuscans and trying to amass a little uh, team of his own to help take them on. That's my idea. I also am a big fan of the uh, the the chairman himself, Christian Harloff. Um, he had a really cool pitch on Collider Jedi Council last week where he was talking about, um, and this would be like, like a lot of the plot points in this idea are just straight up fan service for a new hope. And I love it. 
because it's subtle and it's one of those like it incredibly enriches the experience without it being like beat you over the head fan servicey. And his idea was that Obi-Wan is approached by the Rebel Alliance mm-hmm. with a mission and opportunity to bring Vader down. And they're they're basically like like this would be pre-Rebel, so they wouldn't have like Kanan at their disposal and Ezra and um you know, Ahsoka is still like a secret operative. Um, and maybe this part portion of the rebellion doesn't even know about, uh, Ahsoka being in play. And, um, calling in Obi-Wan and, uh, him confronting Vader. And you could get like a really cool pre Alec Guinness, but at the tail end of looking like Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan facing off with Vader maybe five or so years after Revenge of the Sith. Um, and you can have the... Harloff said Obi-Wan should beat him. I disagree with that. I think it should be a stalemate with like the implication that if it went on any longer, Vader could beat him. But like have, for whatever reason, the, the fight gets broken up and Obi-Wan... Does and like Vader thinks Obi Wan didn't survive whatever breaks up the fight, so maybe wherever they're in gets blown up or it's mm-hmm. crashing down on them. So Vader has reason to believe that Obi Wan is dead. Um, but if you do it that way, a lot of lines in the original trilogy start to have a new or better meaning to it. Um, the when you left me, I was but the learner, now I am the master. Yes, um. That has a whole new meaning, um, you know, because he Vader does not specify that the last time they crossed paths was Mustafar. It's very true. It's very, very true. This could be the last time that he does see Vader is in this series. That's what I'm saying is that like this could be the last time they cross blades and he but, thinks that Obi-Wan is dead. And that's why Vader and Tar both really surprised when they found that out. Because Vader's like it's like Obi Wan is on the Death Star. Here's the and thing. Both of Here's them are- the thing. So they could do that, but why was Kenobi off Tatooine? I think that that like it's one. I think he's presented with a situation where it's like, yes, we need to protect Luke, but this mission could ultimately avoid the need to protect Luke. And yet, Obi Wan needs they to go had into to go it. protect Leia. That as well. I was going to say that, or you know, get Bail Organa involved, and that can be a part. And you also have an excuse for like Leia to know who Obi Wan is, and also then like want to name a fucking kid <laughs> Ben. But Ew. here's the other thing. Here's the other cool thing. Another little detail. Frame this whole confrontation around Obi Wan being, yeah, I'll kill Vader for you, or I'll try to bring him back. And have Obi-Wan truly attempt to bring Vader back. Yeah. And then, A, that will make Obi-Wan basically pleading with Luke to kill him in Return of the Jedi more meaningful. Because you see that, like, Obi-Wan tried to save Anakin. What the fuck is this? And then you also have um, uh, Vader's line in Return of the Jedi to Luke, where he said, Obi-Wan once thought as you do. 
which again, and Harloff pointed this out. Speaking he's totally right. This, and I'm giving uh, all the credit for the Christian latest Harloff. episode of making S- Star Wars podcast. Yeah. But now this is podcasting says that the Lars homestead is built at Pinewood right now. Ooh. However, let me remind you that everyone, the Mandalorian show apparently has Jawas and Tatooine featured as well, but that's not being shot in Pinewood. That's being shot over in LA. It's weird. Because that's where all the, the photography took place over there. So this has to be the Kenobi series is over at Pinewood. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe. Because that could be anything. That because they be reported anything, that the third that a third series has began production in the UK. This is the is Pinewood in the UK? Yes. But I don't want to hitch anything to any wagons dirt. Um I, I think you're right, but it could be something else that we don't know about. It could be recording for the first episode or something. Yeah. They, they, maybe it, it could be anything. It could be an extra little scene in the Mandalorian that they may need the homestead for. Like, it, it could be anything. Um, but the other thing with like that line with Vader, like Obi thought as you do, how, how do we know? You know what I mean? Like we're supposed what, to what, ask like, Royal Farm Boy a question, and then he'll answer it via voicemail. Okay. But, you know, Vader, like, when, when did Obi-Wan think is he? Because there was not a whole lot of, hey, Anakin, you stop this. It was, hey, Anakin, you're an asshole. So I, I would I would really, my two best ideas or two best or two biggest wants for this show are either my idea or Harloff's. I think those would be the coolest. Agreed. That and I want to see Asherod Het be canon again. <laughs> so we didn't do any advertising for our our podcast network. No, we did not. You want to shoot that in the rears? Yeah. So uh, off the top, because TJ has been giving me shit for it on every other social media platform, I'm going to start with Goren more. Um, for any of you horror fans out there. Uh, TJ and Chad host an excellent movie club Wes. style horror podcast. Wes. Uh, it's bi-weekly and they cover all manner of old school 80s era horror. Um, I'm not much of a horror guy, but the little bits and pieces that I have heard and seen from them is really cool. And they got a lot of really cool shit coming up that I'm really excited for them about. Um and then, if you haven't heard quite enough of my sexy voice, uh, you can turn. Uh, couldn't even say that without laughing. You can tune in to the Hall of Heroes podcast uh, that goes up every Wednesday. We also record on Wednesdays, uh, where you can get a taste of all of the comic book movie news happening in the world. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, originally, it was me, Matt Sterling who hosted it. Uh, Matt had to step back for a little bit. Uh, he's still doing reviews and stuff for the website. He's not completely out. Of course, he's still writing, uh, just waiting till he has a bit, a little bit better recording equipment until then. I'm going to be teaming up with, uh, Spencer Simpson. Kenobi. Uh, what? Kenobi. Yeah. My, yeah. The Obi-Wan to my Anakin. Um, he, the Superman to my Batman. 
Uh, he's a really smart guy. Uh, he was the person who was debating me on the Raylo podcast a few weeks back. Um, he's a really clever guy. He's Episode a huge 43. fan of all things nerd. And yeah, Dubek is gonna get some comic book going on, and I'm really excited for that and to keep growing things. You know, you forgot the last upcoming one. Oh, what Bantha Babble? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, we're gonna be reviving Bantha. Um, Connor, whatever is not concussed. Yeah, once once Connor's back on his feet, that's going to be uh, me and Connor. Um, I want to say uh, weekly or bi-weekly. I think we'd do bi-weekly. I think bi-weekly would be the best. Yeah. Do it opposite weeks of Gordon Moore. Oh, yeah, that's good. Is that what? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Bantha Babble, where Dubek is going to be news side of things. Bantha Babble is going to be where we just put on oil hats and go fucking nuts it's gonna be nothing but lore and legends and theories and all kinds of craziness i'm gonna make mike zero look like star wars explained by the time that we're done um that was funny and it deserved a laugh tj (laughs) you hurt my feelings by not laughing at my shitty joke about mike zero i'm a little zoned Um, right now but it'll be okay you know what's really funny about mike zero is like Looking at his channel, like he he looks like a textbook example of what clickbait looks like. Yes, he is clickbait. He is and it, but it's it's clickbait. unironic. Like I don't think he realizes how. Like most clickbait YouTube channels will try to like you know put a little bit of lipstick on that pig, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they tr- at least try to be like, hey, look at this possible reputable news source. I know it's just a Reddit leak, but maybe it's real. Where Mike Zero is just like confirmed leak and against the villain and nine Thrawn force sensitive and Supreme Leader Snoke's brother confirmed. Kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we agreed to give Mister Farm Boy questions, and I'll insert his answer at the end of the show. Uh before the song. Um, so my question for you is farm boy what do you want out of an obi-wan kenobi show and what would you like to see happen uh jared my question to you mr farm boy uh or to be mr boy i like mr boy mr boy um my question for you is what actor or actress who is killing it right now, but hasn't dipped their toe into Star Wars, do you want to see enter the galaxy far, far away? Um, Oscar night, that is all I could think about. I just kept seeing all of these actors and actors. You need to be in a Star Wars movie. You need to be in a Star Wars movie. You need to be in a Star Wars movie. Someone give this person a lightsaber already. And I want to know who else people are like, ooh, they should get them in a movie. I saw... Uh, I saw this one fan casting and I loved it. Like the idea of a uh, Christian playing Revan. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I fucking love that. Bale as Revan. That would make my heart happy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Boy, that's all up to you now. Well, that's uh, that's it for this week's episode of the Dubac Discussion podcast. 
Uh, thank you for joining us once again. And be sure to visit www.dobackdiscussion.net for all your pop culture needs, news, theories, reviews. <laughs> if you like it, you probably got something about it on there. Uh, yeah. Hit us up tomorrow for Hall of Heroes and next Monday for Gornmore. And we'll catch Absolutely. you guys again next week, next Tuesday, on the Do Back Discussion podcast. Uh, that is TJ Bowser signing off. And this is Jared the Dark Jedi. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram by 2552. Follow New Regime Cosplay. And obviously the Do Back Discussion Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go check all of those out too. Also, we are now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. DJ Jared, how do yins do backers or what you says discussioners? I call you do backers, so goddammit, that's what we are. We're do backers. All right. Was messaging back and forth, well, DMing, whatever the hell it is, with TJ. As he was putting this week's show together, and he asked me for a discussion topic, and we'll see what that is, because I'm sure voicemails and emails follows that, but that gave me an idea that I'd done with some of our other friends on other shows, and I wanted to do that here and now. I went and asked TJ, since, yeah, we got some news, but... Not a terrible lot. So instead of listeners sending their questions into shows, how about we turn that around? And this here one listener, Yin's asked me a question about anything. And TJ and Jared Dunn did that. So it starts with TJ asked me, what do I want from a Kenobi TV show? Huh. Well, I'm going to go and pair that up with Jared asked me. What actor or actress, and good on you, Jared, because not many folks use the word actress no more. There's a difference. They both do the same thing, but there's still a difference. One's a guy, one's a girl. What actor or actress do I want to see in a Star Wars story that ain't done one yet? Well, I'm going to go on here. I'm going to knock these both down, both yins. Two birds, one stone. Get me. Oh, boy. Pretty easy, actually. And it kind of, you both come together from different points about what I want. And, well, goddamn. There ain't many other Star Wars fans in our fandom, maybe that's like me. Because I ain't never been able to be able to say just what I want to be in a Star Wars story. Because ain't a goddamn one of them ever been mine. They've always been stories told to me. And that's how I always took them. I don't know how to do that. Just to me. I know other folks go on here and there about what they want to see. Ain't never how Star Wars worked. Ain't never how I hope it's ever going to work. 
someone started with Mr. Lucas telling you a story. You want to be told a story? He's got a story to tell you. Well, we're in here and now, and we discussed Mr. Lucas for now and up to now. Um, no, folks that was fans or are fans, just like us, the three of us, TJ, Jared, you, me, and everybody else. The, the folks that's telling the Star Wars stories is fans, just like us, but they got the, I don't like to use the word privilege, they have the ability to be able to tell us Star Wars stories, and that's just how I take it. You heard me saying on other friends' Star Wars podcast shows, tell me a story. That's all I want. Says it, says it the same way that Jason Ward says it. He'll take Star Wars any goddamn way it's given to him. And I see it the same way. I ain't got to say in what I want to see or who or I want to see in it. Just tell me a story. And that's enough for me, my imagination, to go get lost in it. So there. That's what I think's about that. Maybe let me know what you think about that. And I'll be listening on your next episode coming up. So my friends, till I get the chance to hear that, may the force be with each of you. And all of us, see you on the radio. a matinee in a galaxy far far away and your debut it's a sold out show yeah it's a blockbuster movie and you play the lead role and right out of the opening scenes the whole crowd's on the edge of their seats your worst critics are sitting up front and they're giving you two thumbs way way up you'll be in league of your own You'll be stealing their hearts, taking Oscars home so go get them and give it some passion Quiet on the set, lights, camera, action With all your heart and soul It's a trilogy Cause your life is a thriller We're dying to see 
make your debut It's a sold out show Yeah, it's an epic adventure And you play the hero And right out of the opening scenes The whole crowd's on the edge of their seats Your worst critics are sitting up front And they're giving you two thumbs way, way up You'll be in a league of your own You'll be stealing their hearts, taking Oscars home Go get them and give it some passion Quiet on the set, lights, camera, action With all your heart and soul Dream big and you can feel the magic Let the camera roll Whoa, your charm is automatic Make your cameo Be yourself and don't be so dramatic Go and steal the show Life is